This is the Top Agents Playbook Podcast, Episode 141. Welcome to the Top Agents Playbook Podcast. The very best tips, tools, and ideas from real estate's top performers. Now, here's your host, Ray Wood. Well, hi, everybody, and welcome back to the show. Well, a few weeks ago, my friend Andre Polson from GetListingSummit.com invited me to be a guest on his listings webinar extravaganza, which ran over a few weeks in March and April this year. That's 2019 if you're listening into the future. The summit featured more than 50 real estate agents, experts and commentators in what can only be described as a frenzied listing binge of free information and great ideas. When Andre asked me what I wanted to get into for our session, I didn't hesitate. Getting listings is all about the funnel and new business pipeline. In fact, the agents that follow this formula and execute well are the super agents and household names in our industry. In my session with Andre, we get into a wide range of real estate success ideas that you can implement straight away to create more relationships. I also got into my ideas around owning a clear and compelling point of difference in your market and one specific idea that's proving a powerful tool for the agents I work with. You can still access the summit for free, I believe. Just go to getlistingssummit.com. Okay, all that and more coming right up. The Top Agents Playbook Podcast is proudly brought to you by Jiggler. Jiggler is the creative, do-it-yourself, online marketing platform top agents are flocking to. Build everything in minutes right on your desktop. From marketing flyers, reports, lead generators, and social media posts, Jiggler has hundreds of templates waiting for you to customize, download, and print or post. Get started today. And try Jiggler free at Jiggler.com. That's J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the session with Ray Wood here on the Get Listing Summit. Ray is the founder and creator of Jiggler.com, J-I-G-G-L-A-R.com. I have linked to that below this interview as well. It's basically kind of, sort of, maybe, definitely like the Canva of real estate, but it's absolutely fantastic the tools and resources that they equip and arm agents with. Uh, put on your bucket list to visit Jiggler.com at least one time. If you're watching it on camera, click on the link below. Also, if you like awesome content, like this summit, like the interview that you're about to experience with Ray and myself, you should go check out his awesome podcast, topagentsplaybook.com. Topagentsplaybook.com, also linked to below this video. It's a fantastic podcast. Rumor has it that I'm going to be able to talk my way onto that podcast and maybe be on it myself too. That's what I've heard. <laughs> so today, Ray and I are going to be talking about top of funnel. What does that mean? What's that marketing speak mean? Well, in layman's terms, what it means is that you're a real estate agent and before you can get a closing you know, and a commission check, you need a closing. Before you can get a closing, you need a client. Before you need to get a client, you need to have a lead or a prospect or a referral, right? Leads, prospects, referrals, these opportunities that are coming in, those would be considered the top of the funnel, right? The things that are coming in that might be something. And what we're going to talk about today is how you can get a lot of maybe somethings coming in so that through the sheer number of just volume and numbers, uh, you can grow your business. Because as we all know, not every referral or lead or opportunity turns into business. So the more opportunities you create, by logic, the more com you know, clients, commissions you'll get. So the top of funnel is very important. And we're going to talk about that today here with Ray. Ray, welcome to the Get Listing Summit, my man. Glad to have you with us. Thanks, Andre. And thanks for the opportunity. And hi, everybody. It's great to uh, share my knowledge and ideas with, uh, with everyone uh, on your show and, and on, your, uh, on your summit. It's uh, what, a, what an awesome initiative. And congratulations. Um, and let me just quickly say, I don't know of anybody that's given away as much free real estate content as you have. So, uh, congratulations, my friend. It's, uh, it's an awesome effort. Well, thank you. I really appreciate that. I appreciate the acknowledgement, especially from somebody who's doing a lot of good stuff in the industry too. That means thank a you. lot. Thank, thank you. you. Um, all right. Top of funnel opportunities. You know, mm -hmm. there's a lot of directions we could go in with that, but uh, I think where I would like to start I would like to start is 
when an agent is approaching their lead generation or their marketing, et cetera, there's a, there's, there's a hundred and one ways to go about it almost feels like. And what I feel like I see sometimes, Ray, when I look out in the industry is what I call Frankenstein funnels. They're these patchworks, right? Of like a little bit of this, a little bit of that bolted with this a little bit, and it's not working, right? It's not working well. And there's no predictability. There's no consistency around it. And so agents sometimes just throw up their you know, hands in frustration and throw the baby out with the bathwater and try to reset and restart. And it goes through this like, you know, resets and restarts and it never quite works well. Where I'd like to start from, where I'd like to start if possible is what are the core elements that you have to have in place for really good, for a really good system that's going to consistently bring in top of funnel opportunities? Okay. Okay. Perfect. All right. Um, let's keep this, let, let's start this example really, really simple, Andre. And um, let's say that, uh, that one of us uh, was on a uh, desert island and we want to eat and, okay. we've got a, and we've got a bucket and we've got a heap of fishing rods. So okay. um, what we're going to do is we're going to go to the beach and are we going to put in one fishing rod or are we going to put in all 12 uh, we want to get as many fish as we can and put them in our bucket, right? So yeah, or put it, in all twelve. Uh huh. And 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 we're going to bait them with with very attractive live bait, and we're going to put them where the fish are, if we possibly can, from prior experience and knowledge, right? So we mm -hmm. can quickly fill up our bucket, so we've got plenty to eat. So that's the simple, that's the simple uh, example I'd like to give. So how is that a real estate analogy? Okay, our bucket is our CRM. You must have some device. There must be some receptacle. There must be some chamber, some uh, online um, platform where you can start storing all of your um, first name, last name, email, mobile, more information. Here's the team they follow. Um, because in the top, our fishing lines and our, our bait and all of, all of that that's going on out there in that part of the analogy, they're the... They're the prospecting methods and ideas and concepts and strategies that we've got going on. And, and, and this isn't complex. I mean, um, I've been a real estate agent all my life and, and I don't know too many real estate agents with, with letters after their name. You know, we are, <laughs> well, a lot of us, one of, one of my friends called me, calls me a plumber in a suit. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, there's, there's, there's not a lot of, uh, of, of post-secondary education going on here. So um, I didn't really like school. I wanted to get out and sell houses and list houses and get a car and buy a house and go on exotic holidays. So um, that's what we do in real estate. So we need to be able to focus on the simple things. And I think you mentioned before, a lot of people experiment and you're 100% correct. They do. They start doing things and then they stop. Firstly, they probably, a lot of them are doing the wrong things and, and or they're not doing them consistently. So, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of new people in real estate kind of ignore the advice and start reinventing the wheel with their own kind of ideas and, and you know, ex exploring and, and coming up with these ways to, to try and uh, attract new, new clients and, and that sort of thing. So, the, the summary over all of this, over the, over the funnel, the big headline, it starts with R, is relationships. So if we can create more and more relationships, if we can create better relationships, then we're going to win more listings and we're going to make more sales. Now, for the last 10, 15 years, I've been coaching and mentoring and, and working with some great agents, agents who are, in, are earning anywhere up to three, four, five million dollars in gross commission per year. I'm not talking about volume of property value sold. I'm talking about in actual commission. So, um, and I work with agents in all ranges. But here's the thing I've noticed, Andre, that I find super, super interesting. The correlation between the number of contacts that an agent has and their, and their income is so closely related. For example, I work with one guy consistently who, when he had a thousand contacts, he was at the point where he was writing $50,000 a month, month in, month out, give or take. When he, when he increased his contacts to 2000 he was writing, give or take, $100,000 um, a month. So I've seen this example um, time after time after time. So, you know, some of, the, some of the trainers out there, I think there's a guy called Buffoni, Brian Buffoni, and he, he says, I think that's his name, I'm not sure, but he says that uh, you don't need a lot of contacts. 
Um, you shouldn't have a lot of contacts because they just get in the way. You should ignore buyers. I think that's probably the worst advice that I've ever heard. And I don't know how many careers that's destroyed, but um, my mantra and the best agents I know and the best agents out there um, are, are ninjas at, at collecting contacts. They're ninjas at creating relationships and they're really, really good at keeping up, uh, keeping in touch with people. So um, the more kind of, the more, the more lines you can have out there and the more great leads that you got coming into the top of the bucket, then uh, the better agent you're going to be. Mm. That makes a lot of sense. I don't think a lot of people think about uh, relationships when they think about internet marketing or generating leads online or different, and, and I'm saying online, but there's really a lot of different kinds of marketing strategies and prospecting strategies, right? Lead generation strategies. But it's so interesting that you're, to me, it's interesting that you're using the word relationships because I don't think most people think about that in terms of relationships, right? They think about it in terms of data, leads, number of phone calls, number of opt-ins. I think that most people don't think about relationships. Don't, they don't think of the word relationship until they've maybe met with the person face-to-face, -face, right? And they're working with them and then they're saying, mm -hmm. oh, we're in relationship. Mm -hmm. Why do you, and it sounds like you're using the word intentionally. So why do you choose to use the word relationships at the top of funnel when most people would say, well, that's just trying to get lots of leads, right? That's, that's just lead generation. I say that because... Um, and it, it's cliche, but it's true, I believe. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. Mm -hmm. So uh, the other interesting stat, Andre, is that the average time, it doesn't matter whether you're in Sydney or San Diego or Toronto, the average time between when somebody first thinks about selling and when they actually go on the market is about 12 months, give or take. All the okay. numbers that I come back, it's about 11.6 months. That seems to be the average. Are there people who wake up this morning and decide they're going to go on the market by the end of the day? Of course. But the average is about 12 months. What happens most of the time? Now, if I go and, if I go and look at your house, then we've met. The relationship started. Mm -hmm. But what happens most of the time is that, is that that agent who comes and sees you will follow up once or twice or maybe three times. So... I believe that there needs to be, and this, this again is where you can rely on your CRM and you need to be communicating with, with, with hard mail, email, SMS and phone call um, because like less than 20% of your emails are probably going to be open unless you're a guru and maybe you are, you get a higher open rate. But um, the, the higher and more quality the volume of contact in that time, then when that person comes to sell, you're gonna, you, you, you can expect to get a call in. Now, the reason most agents don't call, I believe, is that I think a lot of agents are lazy, certainly not the agents listening to this, but I think a lot of agents out there are lazy. And by the way, if you're listening to this, you're probably in the, in the minority and it's easy to look good, you know, because a lot of agents aren't doing it correctly. So um, what you can do is, is, is go out there and target and be proactive and, and ask the right questions. Like I said, the reason that a lot of, that a lot of agents um, uh, don't reach out is that they don't know what to say or they called and asked the seller, are they ready to sell yet one too many times? There's a heap of other ways that you can be engaging and we're probably talking about the other end of the funnel. We can go back up the topic again in the end. But once you've, got, once you've attracted that, that potential client into your funnel and into your CRM, um, don't wuss out by just emailing them or sending them the odd SMS or, or, or Facebook messenger message or whatever it might be. Jump on the phone and engage them and engage them with questions like, oh, hi, Andre, it's Ray. Um, I don't know whether you noticed or not, but there's a house that's just come on the market uh, around the corner from you. Um, interest is in the X to Y. I know you were looking at doing something soon. If you were going to go on the market, now could be a good time because there's a lot of traffic in your area. Or, hi, Andre, it's Ray. Uh, don't know whether you noticed or not, there was a sale around the corner from you at XYZ Street. Um, looks like it was a pretty good result. Um, just checking in, wanted to, wanted to find out if you're doing anything in the, in the, in the you know, not too distant future. Or we can use the climate. Uh, what are interest rates doing? Are they going up or down? Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? What's happening in your area? How can you leverage it? So my rule with that is always be, a couple of rules, I guess, Always be calling and, as we say in Australia, be on the front foot. So 
um, you know, be leading and giving something rather than asking something, be a giver, mm-hmm. not a taker. Okay. Um, and the other thing is that um, I, I love and uh, big Steve Sims from uh, that I had on, on my podcast the other day, the guy, the author of blue fishing, the art of getting things done. who's an amazing guy. Um, Steve's got a, Steve's got a favorite uh, that I really like a rule that don't ask a question where the answer can be yes or no. So, you might, you know, you might be saying, uh, if you want to get an appointment, for example, you might be saying, look, let me know. Uh, I'd love to come and say hello. Would early in the week suit better than late or whatever it might be? So, so avoid asking questions where there's a yes or a no. But you've got to be, I think that the best agents out there, and I talked about the guys that are doing these, you know, these epic numbers, amazing numbers. They personally are on the phone every day prospecting mm. every single, well, Monday, Monday to Friday. Some of them do it Monday to Thursday, but they've proven that when they when they stop when they stop calling, when they stop engaging their lists, when they stop, you know, building and and, and nurturing the relationship, their numbers drop. Their numbers drop off. So again, direct a direct correlation. So what I'm hearing you say is, don't wuss out. Be human. First off, that's, there's two things I think I heard that you didn't use the exact words to say them. But the first thing I think I heard was. When you get an opportunity, when you get a fish on the hook, so to speak, right? Yep. To keep you using your original metaphor, yep. um, be human in your follow-up. Be, get in touch with people and just be human about it. The second part that I heard was don't go to them being a pest and asking if they're ready to give you money by letting you list their home. Yeah, Actually be thinking about how to help them based upon whatever's happening that's relevant to them. Economic conditions local mayor election, I don't know, maybe, you know, businesses moving in, something happening locally, property selling nearby around the corner, just be following up with something of relevant knowledge that communicates to them without you having to say it, hey, Ray, I'm actually thinking about you and you selling your home constantly and anytime something comes up that I think is important, I'm letting you know about it. But I'm not saying, hey, Ray, I'm thinking, no, it's just the fact that when I do it, you're like, Ray at the end of the phone call should be able to say to himself, Andre's thinking about me and me selling my home. You know, and he's offering helpful information. Is that, is that accurate? The way yeah. I've summarized it? Yeah, I, I think, well, see, that's your personality and, and you, you, you have a certain level of comfort with that. Um, I'm going to have a certain level of comfort doing it my way. I can't, I can't deliver your script and, and vice versa, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but you need to be able to find that thing that you're comfortable with doing and and look i'll say this because i think it's i think it's true and i think it's real there's a lot of people in real estate that would probably be happier doing doing something else yeah they kind of thought it was cool they kind of like houses or people or whatever and the big commission checks yep yep um they didn't kind of get it um and maybe they'd be happier doing something else if you're not in a position to reach out and connect with somebody um, uh, one to one, and be a human, and be that be that trusted advisor. Then maybe it's not your bag. So um, the other thing I think that's really important in all of this, and we can get about we can talk about filling the funnel and the different ideas as well shortly. But one of the things that I think is 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 often overlooked is that most agents don't have what I'd call as a USP is a unique selling proposition. Okay. Most agents, the, the, I, I, I believe the public sees, sees most agents as all being the same. And, and it's not a good perception, is it? It's not a good perception at all. And, you know, we have these words, we have this language in our, in our industry called commission. I think that the public, the public feels that, that, and, you know, they don't know our world. They don't know that we work really hard and they, they don't know that, you know, we work really hard and we get paid nothing unless we get a result. And maybe they do know that, but... Um, and a commi- the word commission kind of implies that you're getting something for nothing. It's not a great word. I prefer the word fee for service. So I'd, I'd offer that if you're, instead of talking about your commission, talk about your fee for service. Yes, Mr. and Mr. Seller, I provide service for which I charge a fee if I'm successful. I like so, that. Yeah. No, I like that a lot. Yep. I don't want to gloss over that. I like that a lot. That's a really good, I might sound like a distinct, like a, like a minor distinction, but I think it's an important distinction. Yeah, it's right. something. The words matter, and then the words create these feelings. Yep, 
yep, it's definitely something that that you can use, and 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 it should be part of your part of your language. Um, but getting back to your your unique selling proposition, um, if you can ask yourself, what is it? Why are you unique? And what can you offer that's different out there? And I've got an answer, and I'd like to I'd like to present it, and 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 I'd like to offer people like an R and D it if they want. That's not research and development. That's rip off and duplicate. So feel feel free to R and D this idea. Um, and uh, I, for many years in my career, and I I became really good at working with owners to help them present their properties really well. Okay. I took I took better photos. I'd make grey skies blue. I can't believe there's still crappy photos around nowadays when there's when there's no need to. In fact, if you want to get a great photo, or if you want to make your, your own photos look awesome, go to go to a website called boxbrownie.com, B-O-X-B-R-O-W-N-I-E.com, uh, and you can send send your photos in there. They'll 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 make fuzzy photos sharper. They'll lighten them up. They'll make crooked photos straight. Blah blah blah. Anyway, check that out. So. My mantra was this, Andre, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, the thing I love about real estate is that it has no recommended retail price. I use a system that helps my sellers achieve a better result. Can I show you how it works? So that's my kind of feeling. That's my philosophy on the whole thing. If there's a home for sale, I don't know, pick a figure. If there's a home for sale, it's worth give or take 500000 Is it worth four eighty or is it worth five twenty? The answer is right. maybe, right? It could be worth both. Is it going to sell for a logical price, which could be late fours? Or is it going to sell for that lovely emotional price, which could be early fives? So I became something of an expert at really working out how I could maximize the result. I'm a better marketer. I'm I'm a better negotiator. But if I tell a potential seller how good I am, they'll say, well, of course you're saying that. That's, you know, you, you want to be hired. So what I would do is that I would get a written and a video testimonial from that seller. And the, the testimonial wouldn't say, look, Ray was a really good estate agent and he helped us sell a house. That's just boring. Like it's not worth the paper it's written on. What I would get them to say is, hi, Ray, just wanted to say a massive thank you for helping us sell for such a huge result. Mm. I don't know how you handled five buyers and the epic bidding war that went on for three days. That was awesome. And the result you got was $50,000 in excess of our expectations. Can't say enough. We're telling all our friends, kind regards, Mary and John Smith or whatever it might be. So if you get six or eight testimonials like that, that all say a similar thing, that all brand you as the agent that can produce a better result, a few things are going to happen. Firstly, um, you're going to get called in more because you're a better agent. The word will spread. You can sell with everybody else or you can sell with this guy. So you're going to get more leads. You're going to get more and more of these awesome testimonials, right? Right. You're going to con- like. Yeah. Yep, absolutely. You're going to convert better at your listing presentations. And by the way, guys, can I just can I just recommend with all my heart and soul and suggest and cajole and bribe and do whatever I need to do to get you to send out a quality pre-listing kit. So um, if you want to know more about that, send me a message and I'll, I'll show you how it works. But get out a quality pre-listing kit because you need to be pre-sold. It's not enough for when you turn up that they, they get to know this. They need to know that you're a guru at getting the highest possible price before you even before you even get there. The last thing that it does, Andre, is that it helps you defend your fee a whole lot more. For example, if you're half a percent, and I know we're talking with people in different markets in the States and Canada and, and all around the world, but um, fees are a big thing because in most places, real estate fees, real estate fee for services is deregulated. So, um, you know, half a percent to a seller might seem like a lot, but on 500,000, half a percent is only 2,500 bucks, right? That's not a lot to negotiate for a good negotiator who knows what they're doing. So, when you're good at getting a higher price, you can make a much better impression on your agent. And and think about it this way. If if there's 10 agents out there and they can all get the same price, then it's just confusing on, on which one would you hire. So if you can't get me a better price and a better result, then why would I hire you? I think I think the average seller is looking for three things. A top market result, obviously. 
I mean, in in 30 plus years of real estate, I've never met a seller that says, oh yeah, look, I don't really want a top result. Just get me a, just get me a contract this afternoon. That's never happened. Never going to happen. So they want a top market result. They want to sale in a reasonable amount of time, secondly. And third, they're looking for a great real estate experience. So if you can package that offer and help people understand what it is that you do, then you're going to get some cut through. So um, in fact, I took it to the next level in my real estate career and I wrote a little book called How to Sell Your Home for More. looks like this. So the promise there is right on the cover. So in there I explain how the right seller can get the best possible result. And in fact, I don't know if, you, if you're okay with me making this offer, Andre, but I'd love to send out a, a complimentary uh, electronic copy of that so people can read it and see how yeah. it works. Do you have a URL um, or something like that? I do. Yeah, yeah. I'll uh, I can I can send that to you. It's just a, it's a flip book uh, okay. um, link. We'll link we'll link to it below the interview. For awesome. Those awesome. This. Perfect. Sweet. Um, yeah. So people can see it. And then actually, I wrote I wrote one more. Sorry, I'm on a table here. I wrote one more um, that I customised for agents as well, called the Ultimate Home Sellers Guide. And oh, I said okay. I kind of I kind of ghost wrote that for agents. But my point is. You've got to have a point of difference. You've got to stand for something. And we, we're not selling. Like if, if you were going to go and get a, if you were going to look in, in, in Auto Trader or, or, or look online or, or wherever and you wanted to buy a 2016 red Jeep Cherokee with 70,000 miles on it, you're going to find a whole heap of cars there and you're going to quickly establish what it's worth. Real estate's not like that, Right. Now the Zillows of the world would have us believe with their with their zestimate that that they can that they can manufacture a price that there's an algorithm that that uh, determines the price. I couldn't agree. I couldn't disagree more. I, I think it's like um, I, I can't believe that 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 sellers allow that to happen. So you know, like you've got you've got the zestimate that says it's worth four seventy five, but but you know a good agent could get them five twenty. Anyway, don't start me on that. So I think you've got to have this point of difference and your point of difference, if it's meaningful and strong and you can support it and it's proven. The other thing I did was with those testimonials, I got video testimonials and they work very, very well. I got a compilation of them. So, um, and they're just the sellers saying, hey, Ray got us a terrific result, handled multiple buyers. It was a terrific real estate selling experience. Yeah. Use him. He's your guy. Where are you hosting these uh, these uh, client testimonial videos? Are you you got them on your website? I'm assuming. Uh, how do you showcase them to listing appointments? Do you show them on an iPad or pull them up on a laptop or anything like that? Okay, okay. You when attack you with it, but you want to make sure everybody sees them, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so a, a, a four step process, uh, I guess, before before your listing presentation. So, um, uh, and here's. Let me just sidestep this for a second and illustrate what I believe is the value of a listing presentation. Uh, if, if your average gross fee for service is, say, $10,000, which let's just call it an average, right? If you miss the listing, that's 10 grand that you've missed. It's 10 grand that you've given to one of your competitors, right? Because they've won it. And Chances are, if you knew what you were doing and you did an okay job and you were good at your present, you were good at your your opens. Chances are, you're going to list another one or two properties around there in the next six, twelve months. So that's suddenly a twenty or thirty thousand dollar loss that you've had, right? So, if if the stakes of winning a listing and your average your average gross com is is uh, is ten grand. If the stakes for, for, for missing that are $30,000, isn't it worth going to a little bit of trouble well before you get to the listing presentation? You can't always do it. Sometimes you're going to get a call, hey, can you come out this afternoon? We're ready to go. Bang. That's great. You want to be there. But if you've got some lead time, send the testimonials. Don't send a whole bunch of stuff. Just send, Just keep it light. Less is more. People aren't going to read through like all your tributes. People aren't going to read through your glossy flyers and um, I believe me, I've tried. I know I've yeah. spent tens of thousands of dollars producing magazine quality stuff only to find it in the bin. People won't see it. People are interested in themselves, right? And they're interested in what their properties are worth, but they will read testimonials. So a correctly packaged pre-listing kit, Andre, needs to have 
those testimonials in it, just like six or eight paragraphs on a, on a, on a single sheet. So that's super important. The second thing you want to do is, yeah, I just send them the YouTube click, uh, link of, of your testimonial uh, with your sellers. It only needs to be a minute. doesn't need yeah. to be very long. Just send them that. Just say, hey, I thought this might interest you. Um, check this out before I arrive or whatever. Um, right. If you've got a copy of my book or you're using, you're using a book that, you, that can go in, your, um, go in your kit that illustrates and explains and expands on how you are a better agent, it gives you a point of difference, your listing presentation when you actually arrive is going to be a whole lot better. So, and yeah. one thing I'd mention, here's a tip about the listing presentation. And I'd love to tell you this is my idea, but um, I are indeed this from, from a guy that I work with because he tried it and it, it worked very, very well. So, most, most agents will, uh, will turn up at the listing presentation, knock on the door and the seller will say, oh, hi, Andre, how's it going? And Andre says, great, Mr. Seller. And the, Mr. Seller says, well, come on in and take a look around. So, Andre, and say it's from a cold start, right? There's little or no relationship established. Andre takes a look around and once he's had a look around, he's got to stand and deliver his opinion on value, mm. right? So he's had little or no chance to establish rapport and to ask some good questions. So again, this is in my listing presentation or my pre-listing kit as well. But um, if, if, if you change that around, so let's, let's rewind back to the front door, right? And you go in and Mr. Seller says, hey, Andre, would you like to take a look around? Andre says, Mr. Seller, I'd love to take a look around, but we, can we have a quick chat first? Seller's going to say, sure. Andre says, I've just got a few questions. It's going to help me with, uh, with my presentation today. So that way you can sit down, you can ask some questions, you can build some rapport, right? And um, you've got a much better chance of securing the listing presentation because, you know, a lot of people go to the presentation and they say, I'm going to come back with a report. Um, I'm not a fan of that. I like to do it there and then. If that's the legal rule, then so be it. But if you're in a position where you can list the property right there and then, you need to be able to do it. So you got to know that's the start of your relationship in in many cases. So um, that's that's my that's my view on on that. I uh, you bringing up, I want to circle back to USP. Yeah. Um, just because fundamentally marketing fundamentals from a marketing fundamentals perspective i think very 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 few things are more important for effective marketing or as we've talked about the top of funnel opportunity generation uh than a really good sharp effective usp a unique selling proposition right I agree. yeah um in fact for me my biggest marketing one of my biggest marketing slash success breakthroughs in my career came, came about when I started to study the concept of the USP mm-hmm. and I actually started to put it into my copy, into my sales messaging, even into an email. I mean, I might even think about a USP when I'm putting it into an email to, you know, invite somebody to be a speaker on a summit. Like yeah. a USP is, can be used everywhere all the time. Yeah. Um, so I don't, I don't know of anything that could have more impact, more overall impact and effect uh, and value for a real estate agent on all their lead generation op- uh, activities and effort than really dialing in their USP. So I'd like to talk a little bit more on that. So obviously a big part of you having a book like you have, that's a, that, that will do a lot for your USP. Like that'll make you stand out a lot just by having a book. Video testimonials. That's, I don't know if I see that as a USP, but I definitely see that as massive social proof, right? And I guess social proof and testimonials are part of your USP. If Overall, your USP, sorry to interrupt, but if your USP is that you can achieve a better result than your competitors, got it. then the testimonial definitely is part, part of, of that. In USP. fact, got it. everything, so... If I'm positioning myself as the guru, I'm backing myself and saying, hey, Mr. Seller, I can get a better price. That's great that you've got these other agents coming in, but I'm the guy that gets the top dollar and here's why. And I can explain it, right? Yeah. Um, I've, and, you know, I use the, we use a sell for more system. So that, 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 that leverages that opportunity. Um, I say to every seller that, you know, every seller can influence this, this selling price, but, um, armed with the right information and hooking up with the right agent. So all of these things that are supporting it come back to the fact that 
yeah, I create a bidding war. What's a bidding war produce? A better result. I can handle it. I know what to do. I know how to squeeze every dollar out of it. That's why I'm there. That makes a lot of sense. What, uh, what can real estate agents be doing short of, so if they don't have a book and that might take a little while to create and if they can't get a client on a video testimonial, let's say in the next 30 days, right? Yeah. Because yeah. maybe they haven't had a transaction in a minute and I don't know if it's easy to get you know, video endorsements if the transaction has been a while ago, though you still probably should be able to. But let's just say in the next 30 days, some, a real estate agent cannot get a book made and is not going to get a video testimonial in place just yet. Mm -hmm. What are some other things that I as a real estate agent could do in the next 30 days to increase and improve my USP? Well, it depends on what your USP is. Uh, I'm, I'm advocating that, that the king of USPs is that I can produce a better price. Right. I'm not, I'm not interested in, in um, my USP is not that I wear, drive a German car or, or wear a Hugo Boss suit or that I have hair, <laughs> or that I'm a fourth hey, generation. Either. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it should be. <laughs> um, or, or that I'm a fourth generation real estate agent, or that I'm a best-selling author, all of that. And, and right. by the way, as far as the book's concerned, um, I publish these myself. So if anybody wants to talk to me about getting hold of bulk copies of the book, I'm happy to talk to you about it. I mean, it's, it's $39.95 on Amazon.com. Um, mm -hmm. That's Canadian, so it's probably cheaper USD. Uh, so there's an immediate, there's an immediate, um, value there, but the, look, and the content, I, I think the content's awesome, but like I said, the promise is in the cover, right? We're sowing the seed that, that this price is, is, uh, it can be manipulated. You can influence it. See out there in, in, uh, in the suburbs and, and correct me if you think I'm wrong, but I think the the perception amongst property owners who don't sell a lot of property is that, you know what, Andre, and I hear this at dinner parties all the time, the house sells itself. You don't really need an agent. You don't need an agent. The house sells itself. And you know and I know that that's about a million miles from the truth. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, uh, I'd say there's, there's some agents out there to the, that are that bad that the seller probably should have sold the house themselves. But by and large, if yeah. you know what you're doing as an agent, you're skilled and you know what to do, you can influence that price and you can influence it dramatically. There's a, I think there's a lot of agents who are part-time, do three, four, five, six transactions a year through friends, family, church, gym, hobby groups, but they're not really an agent. I wouldn't okay. describe them. And to anybody who's listening, I'm not saying I'm disparagingly against you. Maybe you take things a lot more seriously. But if you fall in that category, there's a lot of things that a real estate agent can do, even a part-time agent. Yeah. Would, would you... That, um, that would actually impact the value of the home more, the selling value of the home. If you needed open heart surgery, would you hire a guy who's part-time and who's, who's, yeah. who's working right. at Walmart the other half? Right. Just to, yeah. or or maybe Uber driving when he's when he's not up to his elbows in in tissue and blood and organs. Well, I also think that's a big part of why there's so much discounting amongst even agents of commissions. Oftentimes, we say that today we do it because of eye buyers and discount brokerages, right? Like Redfin and Purple Bricks and all that. And sure, that's an external force. But prior to even a lot of these mass eye buyers and discounters, a lot of agents were doing it. And I think on some level, some agents do that because. If you're a part-time agent, you don't have a powerful USP. You're not actually looking at trying to create a value for the client. It's easy for you to discount your services because you don't have a lot of marketing costs. You're not yep. out there trying to do much of anything. Yep, 100%. Right? So you're, not, you're not carrying a lot of cost. No. Um, and those agents won't invest in themselves either because they can't right. afford it. They're right. basically hand-to-mouth. They'll nickel and dime everything they can get away with. They'll borrow right. money off their neighbor to put some car in their petrol to drive to an open house. Right. That's not my market. I yeah. can't help those guys. And um, I know a lot of the bigger brands are trying to, are trying to eliminate those people. I, I think you're either in it or you're out of it. So, um, and, and listen, when it, when it comes to fee, here's, here's the simple thing. If people don't hire you and pay your fee, then it can only be because they don't understand that you've been able to add any value. Mm -hmm. In other words, you're just the same as everybody else. 
And why don't we go with Meryl's sister, right? Because right. she's, she's not full-time, but she's a friend of ours and we love Meryl and, and blah, blah, blah. You need to take the situation and control it. You need to think about that $30,000 opportunity. You're in or you're yeah. out. Get serious about it and prospect. Yeah, I think agents really need to be thinking about also how can I sell the home for more to, for for above premium for above market value for premium dollar, right? Like I had a Bob Mangold on, and he was talking about how they use auction based selling. Yeah, and the idea that they can actually on average generate a hundred to sometimes up to three hundred people that come through an open house in a weekend. Yep. You know, well, that's something that an agent can do that most people don't understand. Most home sellers don't understand an agent can do is that you can get a bunch of people looking at the house in the exact same period of time, so that there's creates that social frenzy, that buyer, you know what I mean? That like that, that idea of social proof that this house is in demand, that house can get bid up. I'm, I'm originally from Melbourne, the auction capital of the world. I've, auct- I've auctioned hundreds of homes. Well, there you and go. So you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. We've had four week campaigns with, with 14, 1500 people through the home. So um, creating demand is, is a science. Right. And you need to be able to know how to do it and how you can control it. And, and the right way to do it. I mean, sidebar again, Andre, it just blows me away that agents don't know how to, I think it's starting to happen in, in California, I hear, um, because uh, there's demand in certain areas and, and the auction agents out there, I think the NZ company Harcourts are, uh, are setting up and doing very, very well. But about time, really, I mean, it's such a, it's such a great way to market property. And, you know, maybe maybe auctioning can be, can be your point of difference. Again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, that's, that's my field of uh, expertise. So um, I'm cautious to mention it here in North America because people go, ooh, auction, isn't that only for distressed situations? Right, right, and, right. And the reality is it's not. There's thousands of auctions in, in right. Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane every, every weekend and, uh, and in NZ and, and uh, you know, like I don't know why, but Australia's been leading the way with that for a long, long time. Um, and here's the thing as well. If, the, if you and I want to buy a home, right, and, and you and I are there to, to bid it and we're nervous and, and, you know, we've got our wives or our families there and, and we've, we've mentally moved into this home, we've been looking at it for the past three weeks and this is our opportunity to buy it. And the auctioneer says, ladies and gentlemen, we're on the market and we're going to sell if there's no further bid. If you see that I'm bidding and I'm for real, aren't you going to put up your hand for another thousand? Of course you are if it's in your limit. And hey, look at look at money's cheap at the moment, right? What's uh, what's a little bit of mortgage on another thousand dollars? So, um, again, horses for courses. There's there's times when you can auction and when you can't, or when you shouldn't. But it's definitely an opportunity. But back to your question about about offering a, a point of difference is that I chose price um, because firstly I got very very good at doing it, and then I also worked out the formula to make it happen. And I talk about the formula in the book as to how people can present. And you know what? Now, when I first started this, there, there weren't all these on these HGTV, there weren't all these, um, you know, every every city seems to have its own its own makeover or show and there right. was not this emphasis on staging. Um, I mean, if you go to boxbrownie.com, the company I mentioned before, you might want to include their link in the notes, you can virtually stage a home, right? So if you list a condo or a house and it's empty, you can flick the photos to these guys and they'll virtually stage it. I challenge you to tell whether it's their real photos or not. It's an awesome mm. service. So over-deliver for your seller. Again, in Australia, it's a little bit different because we charge for marketing. So we're going to be charging 3%. That'll be our fee for service. There's no MLS, right? So we, right. we take the buyer. If we get the listing, chances are we're going to get the, we get the buyer as well. But we'll also be charging in a fee equal to about, to about 1% for marketing. So we're not afraid to spend to get results, whatever that might take. Beautiful twilight shots, and Got it. and just show it off. You only get one shot at marketing, so um, you know, take some pride in it. And if you take this high road in this USP of being able to achieve a top market result, you've got to be able to show that through your photos. You know, I want the agent that that make that made that home look beautiful. That's what that's what you want to be able to feature in your in your marketing. And show people that you do care, and you go to that little bit of extra trouble. So, that makes a lot of sense. Can we talk about um, filling the funnel a little bit? Let's do it. Because um, I should have mentioned this earlier on, but we have a flyer in Jiggler that is going off like a frog in a sock. I got an email recently from 
a frog in a sock. Can you imagine a frog? Oh, I see it right now. Put in a sock. I see it right now. It's an Australian (laughs) analogy. I think it might have been the late, great Steve Irwin's analogy. Crikey, he would have said something like that. Um, So the, the thing about this flyer and... I'll send a graphic to you and maybe you can include it um, with with your link to this interview and people can actually see it. But um, this flyer uh, is something that you can deliver locally into your area. You only need to get a few hundred out. You don't need to blanket your area with 20,000. You only need a few hundred. But the strategy of getting it out is very, very important. I've made a video and I'm happy to share that as well if you want that shows people exactly how to do it. But I got an email from a guy that I work with. He sent me an email and uh, I've read it that many times. I can tell you exactly what it said. Hi, Ray. Just wanted to give you the heads up. Um, been using Jiggler now for 12 months. Uh, we've used, with the templates, we've had 50 listing appointments. From that, we've listed 22 and sold 13. He averages about 10,050. I rounded it down to 10 average fee for service. He's done 130,000 using using Jiggler in the last 12 months. So that's a great way to fill the funnel. Plus, if you're continually doing it, um, and this is something that you want to get out once a week, it involves, without giving too much away, and I can show the flyer, but it involves getting, um, getting getting this flyer around where other agents are listing property. But there's a timing issue involved. So uh, I'll mention that in the video. Why do you want to get it out once a week? Well, you just, I think you need to get it out. I mean, you can get it out every day if you want, but uh, if you get it out, you will get listings. If you get it out, you will get, you will get phone calls and you'll get listings. So um, it's just, I would pick one day a week and do it uh, and target a listing that's come up through one of your competitors. Here's the thing that it, here's the, here's the, um, the phenomena that it, uh, that it capitalizes on. Have you ever noticed that when, a home comes up in an in a specific area. There mightn't have been too many on the market, but when a home comes up in an area, suddenly another one comes up in the next week or two or four. Um, it seems to happen quite a lot, and this is something that's that's uh, that's been happening for as long as I can ever remember. And this is what this flyer capitalises on. But inside of Jiggler, you'll find a heap of different templates, reports. Everything's real estate related, and everything is tested in the field. Social media posts all of that sort of thing. And you can jump in for 30 days and get a free trial. Check out, uh, check out templates, have some fun, get creative. Gotcha. Very cool. Um, When it comes to communicating a USP in your marketing, for example, like in a postcard or, or um, a social media post or anything like that, what do you find is the proper way to communicate a USP? And well, here's what I mean by that. If you're an old school direct response, you know, student, you usually go, I mean, that's your headline, right? Like I'll sell your home in 30 days for 5% above market value, or you get your money back plus a $3,000 restaurants. Some come up with something cheesy to illustrate it. Like that's a right in your face, bold USP, your mm-hmm. bold USP, as they say, right? The yeah. other way to do it, from what my understanding is to make people think that about you from the stories you tell and the kind of content that you put out, right? Where it's like, if I put out an interview with somebody saying, you know, my name is Ray. Andre was my real estate agent. He got me $50,000 above market value. Can't imagine how he handled the five, the the bidding war between five buyers. So amazing what you did. Yeah. Right. Then the people walk away with that thought of like, Oh man, uh, Andre, Andre delivers above market value, you know, selling price points. When it comes to communicating the USP, how do you advise agents that you coach and work with to communicate the USP in their marketing? Okay, good. Awesome question. You need a visual icon. Um, Images, and this is the power of Facebook, but um, images are way more um, powerful than words, right? Images engage quickly. People, People see it quickly, which is why we've got the cover looking looking colourful like a like a cornflakes packet, right? It just stands out. You can see it from a long way off, uh, and that's the promise. That's the offer. The second thing that that offering a book or a or a report or a PDF or something like that does is that um, it lets the relationship begin in a non threatening way. You don't need to call them and have them stormtroop your your house. 
you're going to offer them a little bit of information first and begin the relationship, right? So out there in your market, right at the moment, there'll be people that want to buy a new car, that are having a baby and looking for baby stuff, that want to do a cooking class, that want to buy a mountain bike, or they're going to Spain, or they're selling their house. I'm not going to appeal to everybody. I'm only interested in appealing to people that are thinking of selling their home. So, and that again is the power of of social media as well. So you can use your USP anywhere. Um, But a book is a very subtle way to say what it is you do. Or maybe you could create a video. You know, you could say, you could put, you don't need to spend a lot of of money on production, but maybe you can create a video that shows sellers um, in in Austin. You know, don't uh, don't sell your home in Austin until you've read this video or whatever it might be, and some copy to go or to seen this video, some copy to go with it. So that's a great way to engage people. I mean, look, video is so powerful as we all know, Andre. Like, stick a camera in your face and just talk and 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 right. you know, take it a couple of minutes and go through three or four points. Here's how you can like, what do we got? Summer coming up, right? How do you get how to get how to get your San Diego home to to be ready to sell in in summer. Here's 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 five things you need to do, right? Got it. So, I mean, you can come up with that really quickly, and you can just script it and go from there. So, all of these things, all of these different ideas, the jiggler flyers, right? Your Facebook marketing, your friends, and that sort of thing. Um, all of these things are coming in your top end in um, in uh, in your funnel. And can I talk just quickly about Facebook because? Because I think it's I think it's really important. I think I think a lot of agents set up a personal page or a business page in Facebook and expect to get a massive following. And unless you're a real uh, rock star like the Altman Brothers or or Buddy from New York City, I've forgotten his name. The guy who's on the um, Heinrich is it? I've forgotten his name. The guy who's uh, on the uh, on TV. Um, uh, somebody will, somebody will correct me. Unless, you, unless you're a fully blown celebrity, you're not going to get a lot of traffic. You're going to get your mum and your auntie and your sister and maybe your buddies are going are gonna to follow you and stuff like that. But what people are doing lately, I've noticed, is that they're doing community-minded things, right? So say my friend Mario has a cool new coffee shop in Cincinnati downtown, right? So um, what I'd do is I'd take my iPhone and I go to Mario's coffee shop and I tee it up with Mario and I'd say, hi, hi, everybody, get my selfie stick or whatever. I'm here with Mario at Mario's coffee shop at 21 Smith Street, uh, downtown Cincinnati, best coffee in town. Is that right, Mario? And Mario says, absolutely, Ray. And we've got, we've got sandwiches and we've got beautiful pies and we've got Mexican food or whatever it might be, right? So, so what's going to happen is that Mario is going to, is going to sh- so you post that to your your Facebook page and your Facebook page might be we love Cincinnati right or Cincinnati life or Cincinnati living or something or maybe a local area in Cincinnati it's not all about you if you keep your message about your market it's like how to sell your home for more it's all about you if you keep your message about your market you get a much better following um, I know a guy from from South Australia who had a business page. He's a Remax agent and um, struggled to get more than 100 people. Then he turned it into We Love the Adelaide Hills, which is the part of the area where he worked. And I think in a town of 8,000 people, he's got six or 7,000 followers on his page. And what he does is he posts beautiful photos of the area and local businesses. And every now and again, he puts a bit of something in that's going on. He comments on, comments on it all the time, but people know. So if you can create something that's service to your community, then it works very, very well. I know another guy on the coast in Queensland, um, a guy called Scott Lackman, who's got a website called 4510tv.com, 4510 is his zip code, and he's promoting, um, he'll do an interview with the chief of police. He'll do an interview with the local school principal, uh, the kid who's just won a karate competition, um, uh, a women's charity coming up. and he'll give all these people a voice, right? And now they come to him. Now he he went through, he he told me an interesting story is that um, he stopped doing it for a couple of months, and the number of sales in his business dropped off. So 
This is his one mainstay of connecting with people and bringing more and more contacts into the funnel. Because if you're out there interviewing the school principal or the fire chief, hey, um, you know, it's time to it's time to uh, change your smoke detector battery. If you go to XYZ Hardware um, in uh, uh, wherever you might be, um, they're going to do you a discount on a battery upgrade or whatever it might be, okay? If you can... If, if you can position yourself as something away from being that real estate agent, doesn't mean you can't have your logo on your shirt while you're doing it uh, and this property is brought to you by X. In fact, there's a guy in San Diego who does this and he does it very, very well. Um, um, I forget his name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Is he in La Jolla? He, yeah, I think. he does a lot of restaurants. And yeah, like yeah he's in La Jolla. it's a cool idea. It's, and he's, I've had him on the show and he swears by it. So, um, and, but most agents, you know what? They they all they just want to promote themselves and see their own logo and their face. It's it just you know marketing one hundred and one guys keep your message about keep your message about your market not about you. There's plenty of opportunity to market yourself once you've listed the property. You've got your sign in the yard. You've got your ad on Zillow or wherever it might be, and you're getting results. So, but you've got to approach it gently, and you've got to be non-threatening, and you've got to fill your funnel with as many uh, get those fishing lines out there, get them baited, and put them out there in the spot where you know you're going to where you know you're going to get traffic. Right. Totally makes sense. Uh, what's a question that you wish agents asked you more often about marketing and filling their top of funnel that you don't hear them ask often enough? Mm. Probably how can I be different? People are scared to be different. People are, um, people are worried about what their colleagues are going to say. You know, people think, oh, yeah. you know, you've got an ego, et cetera. Um, I always had the mantra, Andre, you know, what somebody thinks of me is none of my business. Uh, right. um, and my my work colleagues and other agents, I mean, they're not going to hire me to sell their properties, or some of them have in the past, but because um, uh, I'm good. But, um, uh, you know, the 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 market is is the people out there. Somebody woke up this morning in La Jolla or in Cincinnati or in Philadelphia or in New York City and decided to sell. If they didn't call you, whoever you are, if you're in that area, then it can only be because there's no relationship. It's exactly how we started this whole discussion. So relationships rule. It's all about relationships. Why are sites like LinkedIn and Facebook so, so so, you know, successful? They're all about the relationships and the things that make relationships work. It's been a very insightful uh, interview, Ray. I really appreciate it. Thank you. We've covered we've covered so much good subject matter. I really love the simplicity of your uh, your example in the very beginning, the metaphor of you know having fishing rods in a bucket and then establishing how it's all about relationships, even at the top of funnel. Um, it's really great that you pointed out, you know, that to be in the fo- to the follow up needs to be human. You need to be human in it. You need to follow up with something of value to people that's valuable to them and relevant to them, not something that is just about yourself, right? Are you interested in using me as your real estate agent? Yeah, I really like that. And I think all the points that you've made around generating top of funnel opportunity, and especially talking about the USP and crafting a USP and how you've chosen to craft a USP around being able to sell for more uh, or above market value. Um, I think that's really powerful. Not enough agents. I think very, I think not one in 10,000 agents is thinking about their USP. No. No, people don't think about it at all. Yeah. yeah. And I, so I think that, that therein is the opportunity. It, so little work needs to be done to, to raise the bar on your own marketing, on your own presence, to be different and to be above average. Right? I so little bit needs to be done. 100% agree. Yeah. Yeah. Ray, thank you so much. Um, I've linked below this video to jiggler.com. Check that out. You get a 30-day free trial there. Check out topagentsplaybook.com for Ray's podcast, absolutely stellar podcast. Uh, and then also, Ray, you mentioned that you're going to send me a link that I can plug below the interview for your book, right? People can be able to go download a digital copy of your book. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I'll send a, I'll send a, um, a link where they can uh, open a flip copy of electronic copy of the book. Absolutely. Perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Don't know what that link is yet. Ray hasn't sent it to me yet, but it'll be linked to below this video by the time you guys are watching. I'll also send Andre the, uh, the, jiggler, the jiggler fly that's getting, uh, so much, having so much success at the moment. It's trending like crazy. Uh, and a little explain a video that, that, that uh, if you're cool with that, that just because I, I want people to get it right and I want them to make some money. Yeah, no, that'd be awesome. 
Uh, and obviously with a 30 day trial, you can just take and deploy that right. If you're listening, you can just take and deploy that right away and see the results with it before you even get your first billing. Absolutely. And, you know, through the site, it's built to your card. So take it and use it. Thank you for that, Ray. Uh, on behalf of everybody here at the summit and on behalf of myself, thank you so much. Really appreciate you, man. Thank you for showing up today, sharing, teaching, providing value. I think it's very implementable, very actionable. And I think it's also very relevant to what agents need to hear right now, considering all the changes they're facing uh, culturally, market-wise, economic, economically speaking, right? The shifts in the market that are coming, the technology challenges that are, the way the technology is changing the industry, right? Uh, there's so many different challenges and changes that agents are facing. And I think clearly understanding a, their own USP and then using it in their marketing to fill their top of funnel opportunities is absolutely what agents need to be thinking about and doing right now. Thank you so much for the opportunity to... Uh to share what I know and, and, and thank you everybody for tuning in. I hope you got some value. It's no coincidence. Real estate's top agents use real estate's best software. Locked on is so popular with top producers because it's laden with features, but so easy to use at the same time. Backed by the number one support team in the industry. Agents say locked on is fast, reliable, and like having two assistants. If your real estate software and systems are holding you back, why not experience the ultimate cloud-based solution and take your productivity to the next level? To get your free 30-day trial and for special discount for life deal, go to LockedOn.com forward slash Ray.